Hello, my name is Joe Hogan. Many of you know me as Epic Grays in various video games and social media. Welcome to episode 14 of geek to a geek culture podcast that celebrates the inner geek in all of us. Today, I'm excited to be rejoined by Kenny Rotter from DumbbellsAndDragons.com. How are you doing this morning, Kenny? I'm doing well. How are you, Joe? Pretty good. Pretty good. Um, normally, we'd go right into the interview, but we just talked to you last week. so uh, Yeah, I feel um, everyone already knows me. Yeah, so what we'll do is uh, we'll refer everybody back to episode 13 if they want to get the ins and outs of uh, of Kenny and, and all the stuff he's working on and geeking out about right now. Um, and we're going to talk about what we did this week. How did you keep it geek this week, Kenny? Oh, uh, well, I completed, I finished up the third series of Doctor Who, and I moved on to Torchwood. Very nice. Um, and so I'm trying to catch, I'm trying to watch them as they were released on the BBC, so mm-hmm. in date order. Um, so I'm going back and forth, Torchwood, Doctor Who, Torchwood, Doctor Who. Uh, mm-hmm. I read the Orphan Black first series comics, and I thought that was fun. It was just kind of a retelling of the first season, um, okay. but I enjoyed a little bit of the backstories that they dove into. Well, that's neat. I was actually going to ask if, if there was anything additional, because I'm a huge Orphan Black fan. I can't wait for it to come back, but um, but I didn't know if maybe the comics were adding more or you needed to read the comics to kind of get the inside scoop on what's going on. No, it's they they add a little bit of backstory, at least this first five issue arc does. Mm-hmm. There's another limited run going on right now, five series that does the backstory for the Helsinki clones. Okay. Is it might be I think it's Helsinki. I might have had that, that I might have that name wrong. Um Sounds right. Yeah. Or you'll just get a bunch of angry comments telling me that I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. That's okay. We'll just, you know, we'll just uh, retract. Yeah. <laughs> retract this. Um, and then I, I read, actually, Godzilla in Hell, which was really beautifully done. Um, it was a five-issue uh, five arc that was almost completely silent. Like, there's no thought bubbles. Uh, oh, that's cool. Mostly because Godzilla can't talk. Mm-hmm. And... I, I kind of as I was reading it, I compared it to uh, the movie Wall-E because Wall-E is almost entirely a silent, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and Godzilla in Hell was almost entirely a silent comic book, which I thought was really cool, really well done. The art is beautiful and it was awesome. That's really cool. It's really hard uh, to tell a story just with pictures, no dialogue with that. So if they did a good job, that's that's pretty impressive. Yeah, they did a really really good job. And then lastly, on kind of a more somber note, me and Veronica, Veronica and I watched Galaxy Quest mm-hmm. in honor of the late Alan Rickman. Yeah, that was a loss. I was really sad to hear about that this week. Yeah, uh, that that one, I was never a big Motorhead or Bowie fan, um, mm-hmm. but Alan Rickman, and obviously Lemmy and David Bowie died also recently, um, but Alan Rickman's death, that really... uh. That actually got me. Yeah, yeah. That was I was reading some of the different things that people were saying about him, and um, I forget the name of the actress, but the the woman who plays uh, Luna Lovegood on the Harry Potter series uh, was talking about how she was terrified of him because I guess he's a little method, and so when he was on the set, he was very Snape-like, and so she'd always give him you know a wide berth, and then um, they had to go to some function together, and they got seated next to each other and she was like oh my god i don't want to spend all night sitting next to alan rickman he's terrifying 
and he turned out to be like the nicest guy and totally knew her name and she she felt like I'm just this young person who was in the Harry Potter series no you know there's no way this major actor is going to know who I am and they apparently spent the entire evening just talking and it was a really good time so it was kind of, I always like to hear good stories about celebrities and um you know things that leave their legacy with a, a a positive note. Yeah. And from what I've read from other people is that's just kind of how Alan Rickman was, is he was just a really mm-hmm. nice guy. And he kind of, after reading what everyone had to say about him, I kind of wish I would have had the opportunity just to sit down at a pub and have a beer with him. Yeah. See- yeah, he does seem like that kind of guy. Very cool. Anything else? Anything else going on with you? No, um, I kind of... I was watching football yesterday, and the end of the Cardinals-Green Bay Packers game blew my mind. It was a ridiculous game. I, I wish I could comment on that, but I'm one of those people that's like, yay, sports ball. And, uh, but it sounds like it was fun. Oh, yeah, no, it was, it was, it was great. For any of the sports-minded geeks out there, um, it was really a great game. So as for me, yeah, this week, the geek has been hard to come by. As I've said on previous episodes, we're we're remodeling a good portion of our house. And so there's been a lot of furniture moving and kitchen cleaning and cupboard emptying and holy crap, where did all this stuff come from moments. And so finally, I think maybe we've got another hour or two to do today, but I think by the end of today, it will be, it will be done and we will be in our new sequestered portion of the of the house. So so basically my life has been get up, go to work, come home, move stuff, go to bed, uh, rinse, repeat. I actually even took Wednesday off and spent like nine hours moving stuff. Oh. Yeah. Oh, that does not so, sound enjoyable. No, it has been a rough week. <laughs> it's been a rough week. And then um, normally, you know, as a teacher, you have a, a prep period. But we had final projects this week. So even at school, like the the block that I would have off to get grading done or to work on lesson plans or anything like that, I was working on projects with the kids. So um, so basically, I have not stopped this week. So I am I'm very much looking forward to tomorrow because we've got uh, MLK day off. And so tomorrow, I I don't care if they're ter- there's they're starting the the demo tomorrow. I don't care if the f- walls are falling down around me. I will be playing video games and nobody's going to tell me no. That is nice. it. It's tomorrow's video game day. Nice. Uh, so that's been a good portion of my week. Uh, the one thing that we did do, because you have to do something to kind of quiet your mind at night, and I don't know if this was the best choice, but um, my husband and I basically marathoned through the first season and a half of How to Get Away with Murder. Oh, yeah. And yeah, fully, fully addicted to this show now. And uh, just hoping it's teetering right now because we just watched the, the mid-season finale last night. It's teetering right now for me on the, okay, let's not add anything more because it can't get any more complicated without just getting silly. Um, so I'm hoping that they just kind of, it's we're at the, at the crest of the hill and the rest <laughs> of the season will just kind of take us down to a nice plausible <laughs> conclusion. Yeah. Um, you, you a fan at all? Uh, no, um, never watched, uh, don't, don't have time. (laughs) (laughs) I understand. I completely understand. So yeah, so we're going to do that. We'll probably return to, um, dark matter a little bit moving forward until our shows start coming back. And, um, and that has basically been it for me for this week. 
So, so hopefully a lot more geeky stuff uh, in the next couple of weeks. But but right now that is it. Here's a suggestion, just a, a brief segue. Um, have you uh, have you ever seen or do you remember seeing the NBC miniseries The Tenth Kingdom? Yes, I loved The Tenth Kingdom when I was younger. Okay, so apparently my mother found it like the 10-year, 20-year anniversary edition on DVD uh, and Blu-ray. So at some point, I'm going to sit Veronica down for six and a half hours, and we're just going to just blitz through that entire miniseries. Oh, that's crazy. I don't think I've met anybody else who knows of or enjoys that miniseries, but it was phenomenal. It was so great. And when they set up for the sequel at the end... I was so bummed that it never happened. Yeah, yeah, it, it was such a great idea, and I'm I'm a big fan of any story that can be adapted. So I love, um, you know, I'm enjoying uh, Once Upon a Time, but I don't I don't watch the season as it comes out. I kind of like that's my summer binge. I'm doing nothing because I'm off. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I have no idea what's going on this summer. But I just even even if it's not the greatest show, I love seeing what they do with the characters and how they do them differently and how they look at things differently. And the Tenth Kingdom was just all of that. Yeah, it was, yeah, I loved it. Oh, oh, that's awesome. Now now I'm gonna have to look it up and see if I can uh, can find that stuff. It's awesome. Excellent. All right, moving on to some news. Some. Interesting and fun stuff has happened this week. Um, are you're a big convention goer, right? Uh, yes. I mean, I can go where and when I can. Mm-hmm. Um, apparently, there was a big interview, and we'll we'll link it in the show notes, um, with the uh, head of New York Comic Con, and uh, his name's Lance uh, Finsterman, and he was talking about how he thinks that. Comic cons and conventions, pop culture conventions, have kind of reached critical mass, and they're starting to get to be too big. You, I I don't know if they're getting too big. Uh, the too many of them. Oh, okay, there, yeah, 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 too many of them. They're they're, and it's not that they they're too many for to support the fans. There's too many of them to support the the vendors. Oh yeah, and so and so. They've they've kind of reached the saturation. So I just thought that was kind of interesting because I, we were just blown away. I think when we started the show, we would use we used to add a um, thing at the end of all the different conventions that were coming up, and there were just dozens, like so much so that we just stopped doing it because it was taking up too much time. Yeah. Um, and so, oh, go ahead. I really, I, just, I think he has a point. Um, I think Marvel doesn't need to have a big announcement at San Diego Comic-Con and New York Comic-Con and all these other, you know, um, WonderCon, like, a lot of them aren't, they don't need to show up everywhere. Right, and a lot of them are are pulling and just saying, you know what, we're going to announce it when we want to announce it. We don't care if there's a convention or not. Yeah. I mean, that's what happened this last Comic-Con. Didn't they not have, one of the big franchises didn't have... um, didn't have anything, and I think it was Marvel. I, I want to say it was Marvel, uh, but and I, that makes sense. Like, mm-hmm. well, number one, you've got actors who have a job to do, and they can't go to every convention. I understand right. going to you know San Diego. That's the big one. That's the Super Bowl of comic conventions. Right. But I just I can't see. Obviously, if you want to break it up, maybe Marvel does a. 
Avengers panel at San Diego Comic-Con and then an Iron Man panel at, well, maybe Avengers was a bad example, then Iron Man at New York and then maybe Thor at WonderCon. But I just don't, I, I kind of, I kind of have to agree with him. And on that note, also a lot of the, the vendors, the small little mom and pop vendors, uh, there's so many conventions that number one, they just can't possibly go to them all. Right. So, and it's expensive, expensive to, to get booths at these things. So you have to be making sure you're getting a good amount of profit. Otherwise you're not, you're not doing yourself any favors. No, absolutely. Yeah. So I, I think that this might be a good thing in, in some ways because, you know, I, I hate to put on my, my old man pants, but back (laughs) in my day when I started going to, to San Diego Comic Con for 60 bucks the entire weekend, um, it wasn't, it wasn't this big. It wasn't all about the movies coming out and the TV series that you would wait in line for three hours to, or, or all day to, to get in to see. It was about the comic books. And I'm not, I'm not a purist. I'm not like, we need to go back to where it's just a bunch of long boxes. But I think it might start going a little bit back the other way, a little bit back to kind of everybody kind of enjoying what's out there and enjoying kind of being around other geeks and a little less about I've got to stand in line for hours upon hours to see, you know, the the next trailer that they're going to release just at Comic-Con because they have to. Yeah, no, I'm with you on that one. So it'll be interesting. It'll it'll be very interesting. I know not you're not a huge video game player, but um there was another article out that talked about how gamers are ruining gaming. I did read that and I thought it was a very interesting article. Yeah, and I think a lot of it can be applied to um, fandom in general. You know, I think we've become a little entitled. Yeah. <laughs> we kind of expect things from our our entertainment that aren't always the most reasonable. But um, but it's very obvious in the gaming in the gaming world that it's a problem. Uh, some of the things they're talking about is not letting people have their own opinions about games. It's always got to be no, you're wrong. Um, people who are excited about things, they you know the community putting them down and going, oh, don't buy into the hype. Um, just a lot of stuff about just general internet etiquette in a lot of ways. Yeah. And how gamers don't seem to buy into any of it. Well, what I will say, one of the things that made a lot of sense to me is uh, DLC, downloadable content, mm-hmm. uh, and paying for it. Mm-hmm. Um, I... I really agreed with the article in the sense that gamers either need to complain about DLC and not buy it or buy it and shut up about it. Right. Like I have never bought any downloadable content. I've, you know, I have no interest in paying $60 for a game these days and then paying an additional fee to get the complete. Right. No, I completely agree with you. And, um, yeah, people need to pay with, you know, complain with your pocketbook. Don't complain with your mouth because yeah. it's not or or your thumbs in the case of. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that was one of the big things that they talked about. And they also talked about just the, the misuse and abuse of social media in general. Oh, yeah. And I got to say, I completely agree. Like last year, we had the whole Gamergate controversy, which was just well, not acceptable was, as far as I'm concerned. Well, no, it was ridiculous. And it was it. No, I yeah, I I don't really have a lot to say on it because it was just it was just atrocious what people were doing. Yeah, I'm actually the the 
guy behind it's not it's not my campaign but i took on the 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 twitter for for the campaign a while ago and we don't do a lot with it but there's a a campaign out there called iron ribbon which is um you know the idea of equity in gaming and you know gaming for everybody and let's be positive and let's make it a safe environment for everybody it's a really good cause and anytime i come across a article like this i'm like okay let me post it on the on the twitter and uh and I constantly get all these this spam back from people who are like, oh, yeah, this article isn't biased at all. And it's like, it, it, you know, just read the article. If you don't agree with it, leave it alone. Or come back to me with some sort of intelligent conversation. But, you know, stop trolling. Yeah. So. I, yes. I, it, yeah. That's, that's what I yeah. got there, man. I agree. <laughs> it's, so just our, our, regular, our regular kind of, you know, the Wheaton Wheaton's law. Don't be a dick. Yeah. <sighs> now we often talk about you know what what we watch and what we're we're trying to get through. Um, did you did you see the the secret codes on oh, Netflix? The secret the, like the secret codes and secret genres. Uh, I, yeah, I did. My my only issue with it is it doesn't really. It seems like you can only access those from uh, the internet from a browser. Uh-huh. I mm-hmm. I only use Netflix through my Roku, mm-hmm. and so I don't have any access to those really amazing genres. Well, I've got to say, as as fun as, and maybe I was just looking for the more obscure ones, but I think that's kind of what this list is is tempting us to do. I went on and I scrolled through it. I'm like, this is really great, and these are really cool. And then you start plugging some of them in. There's no movies in some of these. So it's very disappointing. It's like they, they kind of tease you with, oh, yeah, there's these secret codes. And if you type them into your browser, you're going to get all these different movies that you don't think of seeing when, you, when you're when you browsing. It'll be very specific. And then it just it's too, too specific. And so you don't necessarily get Have anything. Any movies. Yeah. So it's a little deceptive. If you guys hear about this, it's fun. It's a good maybe 20 minutes of kind of plugging stuff in and seeing what kind of results you get. Uh, especially with some of the more obscure, um, I mean, because they're very specific. Gritty crime action and adventure from the 1970s. <laughs> that, that is extremely specific. Yeah, and so there's you know there's a lot of stuff here that you can you can browse. Unfortunately, there's just not necessarily a lot of stuff there. So anyway, it's again it's it's something to kind of check out and, and see, but it's not it's a, it, it can be a little bit disappointing once you realize oh there's not much there. Yeah. I do enjoy the the one category that's visually striking movies for ages five to seven. <laughs> yeah, I saw that one. That's amazing. <laughs> like, uh, I mean, Australian uh, movies for ages zero to two. <laughs> I wonder how and many of those feature uh, Hugh Jackman and Nicole Kidman. Probably a good number of them. <laughs> I, I, would, I would guess. Uh, creature features from the 1950s would be fun. Yes. That goes back into my crappy horror movies. Got it. Did you ever watch the? I mean, I'm going way back here, but like The Blob or um, Attack of the Killer Tomatoes. Uh, Attack of the Killer Tomatoes. Yes, a long time ago. Never seen The Blob. The Blob. You just you just need to see the first five minutes of it because it's basically like the first person to get killed by the Blob goes and sees the crater that the Blob has landed in and takes a stick and then picks up. What looks like that old kind of I don't know the the slime that would come out back in the the 90s the late 80s early 90s that you'd get in a little jar at the toy store 
It was just like this little slime thing, and its only reason why it was moving because it was on a stick and gravity was pulling it towards the guy. Hmm. Like it's the visual effects are so bad. Yeah, that that makes a good movie. It does. It does. So yeah. So if you have another, you know, if you have twenty minutes to kill, there's a lot of lists. I'll put the the links in the show notes. But uh, don't be don't be too disappointed if your your very favorite genre, you know emotional movies based on children's books yeah doesn't come out with a whole bunch of different uh <laughs> different movies All right. um there's also a a news article out there that says that um there's a cafe opening in japan that is exclusively for female geek i think that's awesome um i i do too i i i go back and forth a i think it's awesome but B, I think it's upsetting that it's needed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I didn't take the quiz. Apparently, they, they have a test that you have to do to get in, um, which for me is where I kind of raise an eyebrow because I often hear that one of the problems that uh, that women geeks have to deal with is being tested to prove that they're a geek instead of just saying I'm a geek. Oh, yeah. So that, that kind of that kind of bothered me, and and as we say on here all the time, your geekitude is going to be individual. Not everybody is going to enjoy all the same things. So I'm not exactly sure what you have to score. You know, is it just video games? Is it anime? Um, I don't know. With with Japanese culture, it may be a little bit more specific. But you know, what what exactly does that um, does that entail to get in there? Yeah, um, and I don't speak Japanese, so I can't take. Uh... I couldn't take it. Yeah, I was very curious. I wanted to know, but I'm like, nope, nope. Little, little rough on the whole Japanese thing. Yeah, just a little. Just a little. But yeah, I mean, it's, it, as you said, it's a good thing, but at the same time, it's kind of sad that we have to have something like that. So there was a petition that went out this, uh, this week that was petitioning to get George Lucas back for episode nine. Um, thoughts? Oh my, this is the worst thing in the history of the world. Quite possibly that petition was brought forth by by a man named Porge Blucas. Um, <laughs> no. I, I need people to understand that the reason why Empire Strikes Back was the best Star Wars movie and it's everyone's favorite is because George Lucas came up with a brief storyline, a brief outline, and then didn't touch it. Mm-hmm. The movies that he's actually involved in are bad. Let's take a look at the a the uh, new trilogy. Let's take a look at Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. No, let's Let, not. You know, <laughs> no, let's not. Like George Lucas is not good at his job. Well, he's he's a good he's he's got great ideas he, and and he's got some like his his franchises do very well when but, he comes up with a brief idea. And let somebody else run with. It. Yeah, let somebody take it over. Let somebody kind of. And I know there there might be some hardcore George Lucas fans out there that are like, let's you know, no, he's amazing. But it's it's one of those things is be happy with what you're getting. Don't don't try and change what like there's a plan. Let's stick to the plan yeah. and not try and muddy it with. Oh, wouldn't it be nice if? No, it wouldn't be nice. Like look at look at the evidence. Step away from the franchise. I, yeah, I just, why, just why? He's not, I just don't think he's a good director. Like, they want him to come back to direct. And I'm like, no. 
He's... He doesn't. He doesn't edit well. He doesn't. He doesn't edit himself. He wants to do all the things. Yeah. And I think that's where a lot of his problems fall. It's like it's not that he's not good. It's not that he doesn't have great ideas. It's not that he doesn't have a directorial eye. It's just he can't. He can't stop himself and go. Okay, it's done here. I don't need to keep going. Yeah. Oh, but I don't think anyone is going to take that petition seriously. No, in fact, the um, I don't, I'm blanking on his name and Trevorrow. Yes, uh, is like, yeah, no, we have this plan and it's going to be great and it's going to be fine and don't worry about it. And I understand that you're, you know, it's nostalgia and you want it to be come kind of full circle, but it's not going to happen. So, <laughs> so, so leave me alone. Yeah. Oh, um, on the on the Star Wars topic, I did like how Hasbro is going to be releasing more Ray toys after ignoring her. Well, yeah, they didn't put her in the Monopoly. Yeah. Which I and they said they said it was because of uh spoiler spoiler reasons. Um she was in the movie with the first trailer. So I'm not quite sure what spoilers they'd be talking about. Yeah, and I just okay, so this has happened numerous times. Like, you had the uh, Lego set where they were ignoring Black Widow, Scarlett mm-hmm. Johansson. And you had the Guardians in the Galaxy where Gamora is not featured anywhere. I was like, learn from other people's mistakes, people. Well, and not only that, but I don't... I did this concept of, oh, we're not going to release the the female character. Like, I'm sorry, when I was young and played with with those kind of like action figures and stuff. I wanted them all. Like how do you recreate stories? Like I I don't understand this concept of oh we're just not going to put that character. It's like uh, I don't get it. <laughs> like how? How are you not going to put that out? Yeah. It's especially for in a generation of people that are very much like we need the complete everything. We're collectors now. Yeah. Y- yeah, you you really need to do your best to give everyone the complete everything. I, I often tease my younger brother because he's a huge Star Wars fan. And, and when they were releasing the um, episodes one, two and three, they kind of re-released new toys. And he was like, they're going to be worth something someday. I'm going to collect them all. and I'm going to throw them in a closet and never, never play with them. And uh, I was like, dude, these are re-releases. They're they're not going to be worth anything. Yeah. But uh, but you know, he had his his heart set on doing this, so he went out and he got all the you know all the classic Luke and Leia and and everything. But the the Leia figure was limited. Like he had to like camp out at a toy store before he could get this. And I was like, all right, she's sitting in your closet, and there is some child out there who cannot find Leia because all of you collectors have gone out and taken all of the Leias out of the store. Oh, and that's a that's not cool but if all the collectors are collecting everything they're not going to be worth anything exactly exactly um you know he's he's having a he's having a kid so you know i i think those toys will be will be opened once the uh his his new baby girl is old enough to start playing with such things yeah but uh but I just thought it was kind of funny because I'm like, they're they're releasing, you know, the reason why Princess Leia was so hard to find was because they didn't release as many because they figured, oh, it's Princess Leia. Nobody's going to nobody's going to want it. Want yeah. And it's like, obviously, that's not the case because you couldn't find her anywhere because everybody had already bought her. Yeah. It's like this. At some 
Oh, go ahead. No, I was just going to be like, the state of the world just bothers me right now. <laughs> it's a little mind-boggling. It's it's kind of like, look at, just at the very least, look at the research. Like, there is research to back up all of this stuff. Uh, take a look at it. You <laughs> might. You might surprise yourself. Yeah. And then, uh, as you mentioned in our show notes, and I'm glad you did, because I wasn't thinking along those lines, but, but you're absolutely right. The Oscar nominations. They did. I'm... I was really excited to review them, and of course, there's always some controversy surrounding the Oscar nominations. Um, again, it's if people have been paying attention the past couple of years, there's a hashtag going around that's Oscars so white, which mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. all the best actor categories. Um, there's no minorities nominated anywhere, uh, and this is kind of. A bummer to a lot of people, especially if anyone's seen Idris Elba in Beast of No Burden or even Will Smith in Concussion. Mm-hmm. Um, some really great work and people, I mean, I think they're just being snubbed in general, but it's a bummer. I am looking forward to, uh, I do think this is the year of Leo. Leonardo DiCaprio is finally going to get his Oscar. Yeah, now I have not seen uh, The Revenant, but uh, have you? Uh, I have not, but everything I've heard is that he just does an incredible job. Um, so I'm looking, f- I'm looking forward to him winning. Uh, I'd like for him to win. I think he's deserved it numerous times. Um, mm-hmm. I would love uh, Sylvester Stallone to win uh, the best supporting for Creed. I actually, yeah, you know, I think he's done so many great things in his career that he's just now finally getting recognized for for everything he's done with the Rocky story. Right. One of the biggest things that I was excited about with the Oscar nominations um, is how many awards Mad Max got nominated for. Yeah, I was really surprised because I liked the movie. Um, I I didn't watch it as a um, an Oscar contender. I think I watched it as, you know, a geek that was like, yay, explosions. But I think it's really cool that it's on there. And it was a little bit of a, uh, of a surprise as far as I'm concerned. Well, I, I think it's, A, it's one of the few movies these days when we're, we're so oversaturated with media that mm-hmm. I will consistently go back to mm-hmm. and just watch and rewatch and rewatch. And I think it was like 98% of the effects were practical. Mm-hmm. So you've got a scene where the, You've seen it, but if anyone hasn't seen it, where there's a guy whose sole job is to play the guitar on top of a truck to keep the party pumped up. And the guitar shoots fire. They actually built a working guitar that plays music and shoots fire. <laughs> um, and so I, I just think that's the amount of care and time that went into making that movie. I think it deserves the best picture. I don't think it's going to win. No, no, I think I think people are going to have problems looking past guy playing guitar that shoots fire cuz that that kind of in I think a lot of circles diminishes the um the culture <laughs> of the Oscars. Um yeah. Um but for the rest of us it's just kind of this like I'm laughing not because not because I think it's funny but because it that you know you're talking about guitar that shoots fire and there's like that little you know, ten-year-old boy in me that is like, yes, that's yeah. I I will say I do think George Miller should win the best directing because mm-hmm. I find directing something like that 
is and doing it well is a thousand times harder than anything else that is being directed. Yeah. With the exception might be The Revenant, because The Revenant was filmed all with natural light, mm-hmm. um, which I think is insane. Yeah. Yeah. You have very little control over that. And so yeah. that's that's pretty that's pretty phenomenal. Uh, I do have to say uh, Ray Vargas, who's been a guest on multiple episodes, his his review, I think, says it all. He says he could watch that movie forever and yet never wants to watch that movie again. <laughs> oh, The Revenant. Yeah, he said it was just like like cinematically. He says it's an amazing movie. He says as a you know sit down and watch it kind of movie, it's very it's very hard to watch. Oh yeah, I I, I felt that way about the hateful. I didn't see that that I'm I'm actually disappointed at the number of movies on this list that I have not. Well, you got time, man. I know. Well, that's that's usually what we do. We go back and we catch all the ones that we missed. Yeah. But uh, the, and some years it's like, oh, we've got one. Well, we've got two. No, this year I've got more than half the list, which is sad because we're we're pretty avid moviegoers. It's because you went and saw Star Wars eighteen times. <laughs> <laughs> I wish. Yeah. I wish. well, very cool. Um, so that'll be fun, and I think we'll probably do an an Oscar or an Oscars show as it gets closer. So that's cool for sure. Yeah. All right, well, we're going to move on to our feature this week, which is podcasts. So this is going to be a podcast about all the podcasts that Kenny and I listen to. And uh, Kenny, since this was your suggestion, why don't we start with some of yours? Okay. Well, first, I actually came up with this idea because a very good friend of mine uh, posted on Facebook that she's like, okay, what podcasts should I start listening to? Mm-hmm. Um, and her name is Carly Fleege. I told her I would mention her, so I'm also going to give her a shout out later. Uh, but, um, I just finished recording the podcast with you last week and I was like, oh, you obviously to listen to Geek Today. <laughs> so the first podcast I ever started listening to was the Nerdist podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, Chris Hardrick, he's always been kind of, a um, a hero of mine. He's one of the reasons why I, I'm trying to start the Dumbbells and Dragons podcast. It's a really kind of funny, informative podcast that really puts you, it lets you see into the lives of some of your favorite actors and actresses Mm -hmm. uh, and producers and musicians and almost anybody who is around. So I I really like the Nerdist. Um, Also, Girl on Guy with Aisha Tyler. Aisha Tyler is on Archer as, Mm -hmm. uh, as Lana. Uh, it took a lot for me not to go, Lana! Um, <laughs> and that podcast is hysterical. It's really now, I'm, fa- I'm, I'm familiar with Nerdist, but I'm not familiar with Girl on Guy. What what kind of um, podcast is it? It's a conversational podcast, very similar to Nerdist. She sits down with somebody she admires, and they just have a conversation. Um, she ends every podcast with a uh, self-inflicted wound story, which is her guest's um, something they did that was completely and totally utterly their fault. They couldn't, um, pass the blame on anyone. And some of the stories are just so hysterical. Like there's one, I can't remember who did it, but their self-inflicted wound was they were on a train in Europe and they left their bag on the, the loading bay thing. And so they mm-hmm. pushed the emergency stop button so they could get off and get and get their bag. 
And when they were asked why they pushed the button, he said to get my bag. And then he found out that the button doesn't just stop his train, but shut down all the trains in the country they were in. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> like, like that's, that's what the emergency stop button does. Uh, okay. My question is, is why is, if that's what the emergency stop button does, why is that so easily accessible to right? the general right? public? Right? Um, you, you have to think that there's obviously some sort of logic. Um, but yeah, I listen to a lot of podcasts. Um, I have been catching up on Geekitude. I'm actually completely caught up and I have to give you a compliment. Uh, oh, wow. My, I was, when I was on last week, I asked all my friends to listen. I was sharing repeatedly on Facebook and a bunch of my friends did take the time to listen to the podcast and... Uh, my buddy Kyle told me, he was like, as I was listening, I kept wanting to respond to you, but you and the host just kept ignoring me. <laughs> and so what I realized is um, before I was on the show with you last week, when I was listening to some of the old episodes, I was responding to you and your guests and both you and your guests were ignoring me. Um, and I just think that's the sign of a really great, engaging podcast is when I forget that I'm listening to something that's pre-recorded. Well, thank you. That is quite the compliment. I really appreciate that. I, I want this to be a podcast that's very much conversational. This, you know, if 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 this became suddenly something as the the size of the Nerdist, and I could get, um, you know, some big actors here, it would be so. You know, the, the same format. So yeah. what do you geek out about? What do you enjoy? You know, you know, here, promote your thing that you're doing. All right, now let's talk about all the crazy stuff that's going on in the world. And uh, and so, yeah, thank you very much, because that makes me feel like I'm somehow accomplishing, you know, those goals. So thank you. Hey, man, you've got it's definitely something that I'm going to be continuing to listen to from now until whenever it stops. If it ever stops, don't let it stop. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully not for a while. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I have so many others, like, I'm trying to think of different, like, the podcasts I listen to that have a different focus that's not just conversational. Um, I listen to the Steve Austin show, Stone Cold Steve Austin has podcasts. Mm -hmm. Um, he's pretty hilarious at times because he just gets so worked up about things. Um, he, like, a girl cut him off who was texting on her phone and he just, like, ranted about it for 10 minutes on the podcast and I thought it was amazing. Um, if anybody is familiar with, uh, Broken Lizard, um, they made, uh, why can't I think of it? Uh, why am I blanking on the name? Oh, Super Troopers. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I was about to say Starship Troopers and I'm like, that's not right. No, <laughs> totally different movie. <laughs> yeah. uh, Super Troopers, Beer Fest. Uh, they have a podcast called Chewing It with Kevin and Steve. Um, and again, it's that conversational type, but then they'll also do episodes where it's just, them talking about like top 10 things they love, top 10 things they hate, top 10 movies they enjoy, top 10 comedy movies. And just their dynamic going back and forth with each other is really funny. Um, last conversational type one is pointless with Kevin Pereira. Um, I was a fan of Kevin Pereira since back in the G4 days. So I listened to his podcast, um, mostly out of loyalty to that, and I want to support the people who make cool shit. And so he talks a lot about tech, like he just did a podcast with a guy who runs um, 
Virtual Reality LA, which is a huge virtual reality convention. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's really a great podcast. Um, for any fantasy football people, there's the Fantasy Focus Football on ESPN. Um, it's an ESPN podcast. Um, some really great mediocre advice if you need help with your fantasy teams. Oh, um, if anyone's looking like for a fitness podcast, um, I really love Generation Iron with Kai Green. Kai Green is a Mr. Olympia competitor. Um, mm-hmm. He's never won, but he's come in second, I think, four or five times. And the dude's huge, insanely fit, but they'll talk about, you know, the ins and outs of bodybuilding, um, and which, number one, I find entertaining, but also um, spliced in with all this bodybuilding talk, you can really get some good tips and tricks for healthy lifestyle. They end each podcast with, uh, like, a nutrition tip, like a a life tip and then like a bodybuilding tip. So really great. Um, and all these are once a week. So, uh, except fantasy focus, fantasy focus during the football season is every day, um, which is awesome. And then let's see the last one. Oh, the last two I listened to are the Savage love cast, which is Dan Savage has a podcast and he just, it's a Q and a with a, um, a advice columnist. So people will call in, and he will give them relationship advice. Yeah, and that's one I haven't listened to that in a very long time, but my husband and I used to listen to it on like big road trips and stuff. It's a good show. It's sometimes you though you have to just kind of like we we will stop the the recording and we'll go, "Okay, what advice would you give?" Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, what what advice would you give? And then we're like, "Why is he giving that advice?" Like, you oh. know, it's 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 one of those that you really want to interact with because some of the some of the callers or some of the people that he talks to cause visceral reaction oh yeah no and and it's there are times where i'm like dan what are you doing (laughs) no but a lot of times um veronica and i will if we're listening to it together like you said we'll stop and we'll discuss what the topic is that they're talking about Uh uh-huh and so that's really fun and it's something that her and i have gotten to gotten closer and shared different opinions on so that's fun yeah no it's a it's a good it's a good podcast it's even better podcast to listen with other people because you will have you will have some of the most interesting weirdest conversations of your life yeah and uh lastly lastly is the thrilling adventure hour um they're no longer releasing new episodes but it was a it was like they told stories in the style of old time radio. Mm-hmm. And so really great, very, um, one is one series they did was called, um, oh man, why can't I remember? Uh, one is called Beyond Belief, which is a supernatural type podcast, um, storyline. And that was, it's really funny. And then there's, um, there's Sparks Nevada, Marshall on Mars, which is a space cowboy Marshall old western type um program and and did they did they rotate through these different stories or was it kind of like they did a run and then they ended it and they went on to a different um normally it was they rotated so they would switch between the two main ones were really beyond belief and sparks nevada Mm -hmm. but they had some others and so they would essentially release a different part of the story every month. 
So, like, the first Tuesday of every month would be the continuation of the Beyond Belief um, segment. The second Tuesday of every month would be Sparks, Nevada. The third Tuesday would be um, one of the, uh, like, a Captain Laser Beam. And so that's what they would, that's what they would do each month. That sounds really cool. I, I don't listen to them often, but uh, I, I think it was NPR out here used to have a kind of old time. They replay all the old um, radio shows. And, you know, I did a lot of theater growing up. And so it would be, you know, out of college, coming back from a show at two in the morning <laughs> and making a long drive out. I would um, I would listen to those. They're a lot of fun. Yeah, no, absolutely. And it's it's they were also what I liked about them is they were short. Mm-hmm. A lot of the podcasts that I've been talking about are usually between an hour and an hour and a half. Mm-hmm. Uh, Thrilling Adventure Hour was usually around a half hour, which is very nice and digestible. Oh, yeah. And to be honest, I usually listen to podcasts on double speed anyway. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, it's. You, you really kind of have to train your ear to it. I started doing like 1.4 times speed, then 1.6, then 1.8, uh, and then finally double speed. And I can just I can just digest so much more. That's that's not a bad idea. I mean, I know like my big problem is is when I have I listen to my podcasts on my commute in, which is usually at least an hour and a half one way. So you know that's a good three hours of podcasts um, a, a day. But when I have things like Christmas break come. That's two weeks that I'm really not in the car listening to podcasts. So I get backed up. Oh yeah. And so then I either have to, I either have to make cuts or I start going and trying to marathon them when you know oh I've got a half an hour here I'll try and get through another third of this podcast and and so maybe that is needs to be my strategy just kind of speed them up a little bit. Yeah. Um. And you're I mean the brain's an amazing thing and you can totally understand what everybody is saying. Um. I will say I usually have to use headphones because listening to it at a higher speed uh, mm-hmm. gives Veronica a headache. So I have, <laughs> so I have to use headphones if I'm listening to stuff with her. Well, very cool. That's a lot of that's a lot of good good suggestions, and you have a very diverse uh, list here, which is really good. Oh, oh, I forgot one of the funniest ones. Um, it's how did this get made? That's I I've, I have not listened to it, but I've I've heard a lot of people yeah. talk about it. I hear it's a really really good podcast. It's it's Paul Shear and Jason Matsukas. Um, if you don't know who they are, they were on the League. Um, they were uh, I want to say Jason Matsukas was on is in the night before his movie with Seth Rogen that came out. Um, mm-hmm. And every other week they will go through a really horrible movie. Um, last week was Kazam featuring Shaquille O'Neal. Oh God. Uh, so yeah. So that's the type of, that's, that's the type of, uh, stuff that they go through. Um, really funny, really hysterical, uh, uh, podcast. That's very cool. That's very cool. Yeah. I, I've got friends that talk about that quite, quite lovingly. So yeah, I'm going to definitely try and add some of these to my, my list because there are a lot of fun stuff here. Um, as far as mine go, I a lot of how I got into podcasting or listening to podcasts was I am a Blizzard gamer, so I like World of Warcraft and and anything else from the the Blizzard company, and um, and so I started off really kind of just listening to podcasts to help me be better at the game. Yeah. And as they added more games to their um, their repertoire, 
I I added more podcasts and it's just kind of blown up. And the ones that I currently listen to now, I'm going to kind of zip through just because I know not everybody's a Blizzard gamer, so they're not going to it's not going to apply to many people listening. But um, if uh, you're interested in um, in Hearthstone, the two I listen to, two of the three that I listen to, I'll get to the third in a moment. But uh, Hearthcore, which currently gets released very sporadically, um, they've had real life come up several times. They've had some technical issues come up several times, but uh, one of the hosts, Juice, uh, actually had me on the podcast uh, a couple of months ago. Yeah, and he was on one of our episodes, so he's a great guy. We talked about Hearthcore and about Hearthstone, and it's it's just a fun, for those people who are, are starting as a beginner, there's a lot of good beginner tips there, and then one that they recommended uh, as well is Top Deck Kings, which I would say is the next step up. So you'd start with Hearthcore to kind of get the basics down, and then Top Deck Kings is kind of refining your. So if you're into Hearthstone, that's those are the two I would recommend. Um, as far as general Blizzard goes, or or at the very least, um, a lot of World of Warcraft. Uh, we had Chris Case on our show at one point, and he has his own Warp uh, Warcraft podcast called The Game Case, and Blizzard Watch is a company that does all Blizzard kind of coverage. They have two. They have Blizzard Watch, which is their kind of news program, and they do a lot of question and answer. And then they have Lore Watch, which is kind of going back and, and discussing the story behind the games. And so those are two that I really recommend. Okay. Yeah. Um, Realm Maintenance is a podcast that does that covers other blizzard game podcast so every week he has a different podcast that he features because there's just so many of them <laughs> i think right now there's something like 80 world of oh. warcraft podcasts out there just just for that specific game so he goes through and he covers it a little bit of news a little bit of community stuff that's going on so if if you're looking for a blizzard gaming podcast it's a good place to to start finding what you like um girls gone wow i was actually on two weeks ago and they're um two women in London who talk about World of Warcraft, and they're a lot of fun. They're actually going to be on this show next week, so I'm looking forward to talking about it with them. Uh, but so funny. So <laughs> funny. They, like, they could talk about anything, and I think it would be entertaining because they've just got a good rapport with each other. Um, I'm, I'm excited to talk to them about just kind of their non-Warcraft geeky stuff to see what else they're into because... They make everything hilarious. They're very irreverent, and um, and the British accents just makes it all the all the better because you know it's very very British. But but you know the the swear words come flying out, yeah. and it, it is just such an endearing, fun thing to listen. Uh, and the the last kind of conglomerate of of Blizzard game podcasts that I'm going to suggest is anything by Garrett Weinzerl. He's kind of my podcast idol at this point. Uh, he does the Angry Chicken, which is Hearthstone. He does Into the Nexus, which is Heroes of the Storm. He does Overwatchers, which is the not even released yet uh, Overwatch podcast. Um, then he has his personal one, which is the Angry Nerd, and he <laughs> just launched. Let's talk about Star Wars. So just the sheer amount of stuff that this guy does is amazing, but all of it is just the highest quality and it's all entertaining. It's got different casts with each show, but uh, if you're into Blizzard games, I would start with anything by Garrett Weinzel. All his stuff is at A Move TV. A Move. So 
Yeah, so that's my quick Blizzard game podcast list, which is, you know, a good good percentage of what I, I listen to. Um, I don't listen to a lot of the Hollywood kind of podcasts. I don't listen to... I have listened to The Nerdist, but it's not in my regular rotation. Um, I like to, to find kind of little smaller, lesser-known podcasts. I think those tend to be a lot of fun. So one that I've been listening to is The Average Geek Show, and it's uh, three hosts, and they... Always start with a beer of the week, which you can't you can't complain about a beer of the week. They uh, then just talk about kind of the nerdy stuff they did that week, anything that they're enjoying, um, you know, any news that comes out. But mostly it's just kind of what did they geek out about that week and what are they watching. Um, the woman on there will talk a lot about uh, anime. So if you're into anime, which I'm not, but I know a lot of people out there are, uh, she'll she'll have reviews for stuff that she's watching. So that's all kind of fun. So it's just kind of a very casual yeah. friends talking about geek stuff, okay. which, which I um, – the next one is the WEC podcast, and I still can't figure out what WEC stands for. Huh. <laughs> um, it's, again, four friends that kind of just hang out and talk about things, Katie, Kelly, Kevin, and Mandy. And they've kind of done they, – they release every other week, and they've kind of gotten into this four-show rotation where – one shows a book review, one shows a podcast review, one show is kind of a little thing that they, you know, they're, they're what they call mini-WEX. Again, don't know what WEX stands for, <laughs> but um, but they're like little little fun things that they've discovered that week. And then they have a general show where they talk about something that, you know, a topic of their choosing. And the ones that I would really recommend are their WEX listens, which is basically them talking, they'll each pick a podcast that they're listening to and they'll talk about that podcast and why they like it, why they listen. Okay. Yeah. So if you're looking for podcasts, that that's a really good resource. And they're one of the shows that I've decided, okay, I don't have to listen to every episode. I can pick out the episodes that I like. I don't, I don't listen to their book reviews because very rarely do I have time to read the book before. And at that point it's like, why listen to the podcast? But uh, a lot of their their general ones and their podcast ones are really good. Okay. Um, the last two I have on here um, are probably my two favorite podcasts ever. Uh, one is I Remembered It Better, and uh, that's I Remembered It dot 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 better. It's a geek nostalgia podcast. Um, Ryan Allgood is one of the hosts. He was on our our pre Star Wars launch episode, and it's just talking about all that stuff that we grew up with and whether or not it's good anymore. And it's so much fun. And there's the oh. number of times that you're like, oh, my God, I forgot that even existed. Uh, it's just fun because, like, you you leave that – I leave every episode going, wow, I can't, re- I can't believe that I remember all these things. And I don't care if they're good. I don't care if they're bad. I just – it's kind of fun that they exist. So it's just a very fun podcast to listen to. So anybody who's listening to this podcast, if you have to pick one podcast out of my list, I would say I remembered it better. Yeah. Well, that sounds great. And like, given the fact that these days we're all about nostalgia, mm-hmm. so I definitely think that I'm going to check that one out. Well, it's funny because every once in a while they'll have, um, did you or I think it's called, um, did you ever? I don't think that's the, that's not the name of the segment, but they have this segment where they'll actually go back and one of them will pick something that they absolutely loved when they were a kid and they'll all go back and like watch the episodes of the show or, you know, 
the the last one they did for their their Christmas show was they went back and watched the the Star Wars holiday special. Oh. Yeah, and and then they'll talk about did it did it hold up to the test of time? And um and so many times they'll come back and they're like, "Oh man, I used to love this show." And I have no idea why cuz it's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> it's really funny. Have you ever? That's what it is. Have you ever? And uh they'll go back and and watch something that somebody absolutely loves in the group. So that's that's a fun, very very. Oh, I feel like that would ruin a lot of my childhood for me. Yeah, I I huh. think the key is to listen to them experience it and then just not experience it yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's the way to do it. I know the the one that that was for me, and I I've, I've heard people disagree with me quite a bit on this, but I went back and watched Goonies. Oh yeah, and I loved I loved Goonies growing up, and I don't know if it's because I'm a teacher and I'm around kids all day, but all it was when I went back and watched it was children screaming. Uh, like it was just two hours of just screaming children, and I was like, I can't do this. <laughs> I loved this show, but I just I can't watch this movie anymore. And then to anybody who's been a regular listener on this show, um, it's not going to come to any surprise that the number one on my list is is Rachel and Miles explains the X Men. Um, I could do nothing but listen to this all day and be a happy person. Are, are you a big X-Men fan? Um, I am in the movies. I haven't read much of the comics. I did read the arc that Joss Whedon wrote a while ago um, mm-hmm. that I think X-Men 2 was based on. Um, but no, I mean, I, I I never read much of the comics. Now, I don't know how much of a, a, a comic follower, follower you'd have to be to enjoy it because they do basically tell the entire story from the beginning. And uh, if you can follow along on their blog, they'll post different panels of the, the comic books that they're referring to so you can get an idea of who the characters are and, and the images are. But but the thing that, that just makes this show so much fun is just their snark. They just, they, they love the the property so much but they don't have a problem making fun of it and they make fun of it in such a loving and endearing way. It just makes you happy to listen to because it's just all kind of quips and, and funny gags and all in the course of telling you this very complicated story that, that uh, you're you, every once in a while you sit there and go, how, how did this ever happen? Yeah. How did this, how did this storyline get so convoluted that this is okay? So those are, those are my, those are my top ones. Those are what I'm listening to now. But I'm definitely looking for some more fun stuff. Um, so I'm going to have to check out a bunch on on your list because a lot of these sound like a lot of fun. Yeah. Well, and going on uh, the topic of what we were talking about yesterday, I did just remember there's a podcast called James Bonding, mm-hmm. which is two guys who love James Bond going through each movie mm-hmm. and just talking about it. And uh, how does that uh, – how does their – analysis hold up to yours <laughs> um honestly i have not listened to this. i just wanted to throw it out for a resource if anybody likes uh james bond movies i probably should go ahead and just download because i think that podcast is done i don't think they're recording anymore mm-hmm. i should just download all of them and then once i watch a james bond movie listen to their reactions and how they feel about it Yes, yeah, so it'd be interesting to see how they kind of stack up to one another. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, that's good. I think this is a pretty comprehensive list. I think we did a, a pretty good job with these. I hope so. We got some Hollywood stuff, some gaming stuff, some comic stuff. Yeah. Nice mix. And soon we'll be adding the uh, Dumbbells and Dragons podcast on here. <laughs> 
That would make me very happy. Yeah, I think a lot of us are looking forward to it. All right. So you said you had shout-outs. I do have shout-outs. First, I need to shout-out to uh, yourself. Thank you very much for having me on yet again. Um, Thank you very much. Also, another shout-out to – a second shout-out to you and then to Rachel Bolin, Mike Price, Mike Ebell. Um, The four of y'all have agreed to kind of help me blog – uh, on dumbbellsanddragons.com, and so I'm very excited about that. Um, new perspectives, new content is always a plus. And then lastly, shout out to Carly Fleege for asking for podcast suggestions to give me the idea for this podcast. Awesome. Well, yeah, well, and, and a shout out to you for, for suggesting this because uh, it, it was a great topic and I'm glad we got a chance to do it. Um, but also, yeah, for, for those of you listening, um, I'm going to start writing um probably every other week for for Dumbles and Dragons and I'm going to kind of start recording my journey to getting fit because it's gotten to that point where we should probably start looking at that and uh and so I'm sure it's going to be filled with uh, successes and failures and hopefully lots of tips and tricks to keeping it kind of geeky so that that's a project for me that's coming on the horizon that kind of involves both of us so that's awesome yeah excellent yeah um i also want to i'm giving i'm giving a shout out to my mom this week because uh as i've said this uh this week has been very challenging and on wednesday i took the day off to to move my house from one end to the other and my mom showed up at 10:30 in the morning and she left at seven at night and Ooh. she helped us pack and move and lift. And, uh, she, you know, you, you gotta, you gotta love moms for, for all the stuff they do, even though they probably would much rather sit at home and watch TV or read a good book or hang out with friends, yeah. but That's a- are willing to come in and haul your stuff from one end of your house to the other. Seriously. That's a good mama. Yeah, it is. And I'm, I'm, I'm very lucky. Very, very lucky. Anyway, um, coming up next week, as I mentioned earlier, we are going to have EJ and Raven from Girls Gone Wow. Um, we will probably talk a good bit about World of Warcraft, but hopefully we will also talk about all the different geeky things that they're into and maybe get a woman's perspective on here about being geeks. And uh, it should be a lot of fun. So I'm looking forward to that. Awesome. How about you? Any any exciting things going on this week? Um. No, uh, getting ready for our trip to Vegas this weekend, and that's about it. Yeah, that should be fun. I, I really can't wait to, to read your posts about that experience, because <laughs> I think that's going to be quite the interesting uh, uh, thing. Yeah. So, so looking forward to hearing all about that. I look, I'm looking forward to telling everybody all about that. <laughs> all right. All the music in this episode is by Ben Sound and is being used under a Creative Commons license. You can find more music by Ben Sound at bensound.com. You can currently find us at geektitude.com. If you'd like to contact me, you can send me an email at joehogan at geektitude.com. You can also follow the show on Twitter at geektitude or me personally at Epic Grays. Uh, Kenny, why don't you remind us how to how folks can find you. Ah, uh, yes. And everyone can email me at ken at dumbbellsanddragons.com. You can also just go to dumbbellsanddragons.com. And then you can connect with us on uh, Instagram and Pinterest at dumbbellsanddragons, and then Snapchat and Twitter at dumbbellsdragon. Very cool. Thanks for having me well, on again, man. Absolutely. Thanks for coming on again. I, I really appreciate it. And uh, I know we'll, we'll probably have you on again in the future. So we'll look forward to that. 
I look forward to that as well. And for all of those of you listening out there, remember this week, keep it geek.